0: because the Mariners not only in the longest playoff drought in major professional sports but do so by shocking the Astros and winning the AL West all that and more here on the American League West roundtable for Locked On MLB
1: let's do this you are Locked On Mariners your daily Seattle Mariners podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day
0: Welcome to the American League West Roundtable here on Locked On MLB, and thank you for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. My name is Tidy Gonzalez, host of the Locked On Mariners podcast. To help me break down the AL West is Brett Chansey of Locked On Astros, Bryce Patrick of Locked On Rangers, Jason Burke of Locked On A's, and my co-host on Locked On Mariners, Colby Patnode. On the show, we'll be debating which team will win the division, which of its five teams won the offseason and which one has the best farm system. Plus, who's the most valuable in season trade piece on each club? So let's get right down to the nitty gritty. Who do we think is walking away with the AL West crown this season? Brett, I'll start with you.
2: Well, I would like to say that I I believe the Astros are going to be walking away with it, and that's not a homer take. I just off of the evidence that's given to me. Now, the AOS has become a more competitive division, and you've got the Mariners who put up a fight last year, and we really thought the Mariners were gonna squeeze into the playoffs. They didn't make it in, and they have just really added some key pieces. You guys got some young studs. And then the Angels, I mean, their players are healthy, but they don't have pitching, but the Rangers beefed up too. The Rangers got a ton of offense, I think maybe some of their pitching, I think the Astros run away with it. But I think it's going to be a – it's not going to be a clear-cut 10-12 game lead at the end. I think there's going to be a few games separating first and second. I think third and fourth are going to be close to second. And then, you know, it, it's just one of those races where Oakland, we're pulling for you to get some wins out there. Um, but I, I, really think that, I really think the Astros – just with what they have, JV coming back, Jeremy Pena, this this star rookie, their main players coming back that it looks like they're poised to repeat an AOS championship. Colby,
0: you and I have talked ad nauseum about the Mariners potentially ending their 20-year playoff drought, the longest playoff drought in major American sports. You and I have heard it. We have heard it. As Mariner fans, as hosts of the Lockdown Mariners podcast, as hosts of our own Patreon podcast, all this stuff. We've heard it forever and ever and ever on Mariners Twitter. I yep. think you and I are pretty much in the same boat, especially with playoff expansion, that this could be the year that they in the drought, but could they also compete for the AL West here?
3: Um, I think they could compete. I, I would still pick Houston. I think Seattle's about a year away uh, from seriously challenging Houston, but the gap is certainly closed um, you know, between Houston and the rest of the American League West, with the exception of Oakland, who went the other direction so um, it's I would say it's it's not likely that they're going to win the division but I do think they can uh, one One of the x factors here is that no team is in a better position to add significant pieces in the middle of the year than the Seattle Mariners they have the money that they can spend they have a top-notch farm system I think MLB pipeline had it number two baseball America had it top three as well um, top one it, top top one. Oh, number one number <laughs> yeah, one yeah yeah it's, it's the it's the best farm system in baseball according to some people so the Mariners, if they can hang in there long enough to, to challenge Houston two, three games back in you know late June, early July, uh, DePoto is, is not going to sit on his hands. He's going to go out there and try to make a move. But I, I do still think that Houston is the favorite right now. I think next year is kind of the year for Seattle to challenge for the division. But I do think they are a solid playoff contender uh, as we stand here today.
0: Jason, the A's are trading everyone and yes, even even today when we're recording Sunday they traded Shamanaya to the Padres I'm going to assume your pick here is not the ace so who are you going with for the ALS
1: <laughs> well I'll make a case for the A's all day it's fine they're, right. they're gonna be a very intriguing. no I'm not going to um, <laughs> they're gonna be a very intriguing team it's not gonna be their year like they, the Astros and the Mariners maybe the Angels they're games are day-to-day. The The A's progression is going to be week-to-week, month-to-month. That's what we're watching in the AL West, or just our season in general. So uh, some of the guys that they're getting back, how are they performing? So uh, they're not going to be in the AL West race necessarily, but I'm rooting for the Mariners. I've always had a soft spot for the Mariners. Uh, I grew up yes. watching Tank Griffey, so I'm hoping <laughs> that it's them um, after battling Houston for so many years. But It's probably going to be Houston, just because they're they're a good team. They lost Carlos Correa. Are they still good? Ah, yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) So, I think that it's probably Houston. I'm rooting for the Mariners. I don't take the Angels seriously until they prove that they should be taken seriously, and they haven't done that yet. So, they've made good moves. They got Thor, but how many innings is he actually going to throw? 120? Is that enough to put them over the top? No, it's not. So, um, yeah, it's probably the Astros, but Hoping for other other teams.
0: All right, Bryce. Uh, the Rangers—they uh, they added a, a you know a, a guy or two this off season. You know, no no big deal. They, they spent a, a little bit of money this off season. Uh, how are you feeling? You think that's enough to push them into division contention, or how are you feeling?
4: Uh, first off, I'm feeling great. I mean, ever since I started this podcast in 2019, which was like the exact wrong. It was the first year without Adrian Beltre. It was the first year. I mean, they were kind of scrappy for the first half of that year. But for most of my time doing this podcast, the Raiders have just been bad. Like, just not just bad, but kind of miserable bad. There's not like, hasn't been very many fun spots. Last year, Dolores Garcia was fun. Joey Gallo was a lot of fun until he was traded. But like, they're at least, I would classify them as fun bad this year. Feisty, but they're fighting for 500. They are not going to contend for the division. But I, I'm going to pick the Mariners like to win this division. I think the pieces that they added are legit. Their farm system, while I don't think it's as deep as the Rangers, their top guys are some of the best prospects in all of baseball. And they are going to be stars. They're going to be pains in our butts for the next five, ten years in Seattle. And I think those guys, Julio, is just absolutely legit. And I think they're going to add a couple of pieces. They obviously just added a Cy Young winner. And they're a young, scrappy team, and there's like not really a big weak spot on that team right now. Everybody's at least solid, pretty much all around the board. I mean, the starting pitching I think could be a little better, and I think they will upgrade that eventually. But like, they've got so many guys that are not just you know going to be major league ca- caliber guys, prospects, but like star potential, multi-time All-Star, maybe even MVP level guys in that system. And I think this is the year they break out and Seattle fans can be happy and can go back to being the annoying Mariners fans that they were in the 90s and early, Oth- like, oh, o- 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 whatever it's called, you know, when they're actually good as opposed to the, oh, little Mariners, that's so cute yeah. that they- they've been for the last, what, 10 years or so. Yeah. Oh,
0: I, I am going to be very annoying. I have <laughs> so many receipts. So many receipts. Buddy, I'm right there with you. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. I know everyone wants me to pick the Mariners. Am I really going to leave Bryce as the only one who picks the Mariners here?
4: Dude, I'm going to be on the island. I was about to go A's as a bit until Jason you know, <laughs> did it. But, you, know. You, know, you know, I was going to say
2: there's no way Bryce is going to pick the Houston Astros. No, I, way. L- legally but, I cannot. I will be out of my own uh, podcast. Yeah. I don't even but, care if I'm wrong. Well, here's but I thing. actually, I really do believe. But that you Seattle do make some good points. I think Seattle is going to be the team to watch out for, I think.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm still gonna go with the Astros. Yeah, they lost Correa. Yeah, they lost Graveman. They they did add, you know, Verlander back to the mix. We'll see how he, you know, is able to recover from Tommy John at at his age. I think they're gonna be starting the season without McCullers for a little bit there, so that's yeah. gonna hamper some things, but that's still a really good rotation with RKD and Garcia and all those guys. Um, you know obviously the the, in the
4: AOS, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think there's really any denying, especially at full strength. I mean, that's a that's a really, really stacked rotation that can go toe to toe with anyone on any given night. So um, I still think that's a 90 plus win team. The Mariners right now, as they say, I think they're probably a mid 80s win team. But there's a very clear path there, as you guys talked about, as Colby talked about with the farm system, with the money that they have to play with, where they can get to 90 plus wins uh, again. Um, and they did a lot of good things this off to help get them on that path. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if the Mariners did win it. As a fan, I don't want to get hurt though, <laughs> so uh, I, I'm I'm not gonna pick them just yet. I'm not gonna get in the cart before the horse, but. I do like their odds. I, I, I do like their odds, but I'm still going to go with the Astros. Uh, that's still an incredibly built team, even without Carlos Correa. We'll see if uh, Pena is uh, something. It, it seems like, Brett, you're, you're pretty high on him, and look, it's the Astros. I'm sure he's going to be like a 5-1 player out of nowhere this year. So, <laughs> Because, of course, because, of course. All right, so we're going to be talking about which team won the offseason. I think I have a pretty good idea of who that might be. We'll we'll see, we'll see, we'll see, (laughs) of course. (laughs) Real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On MLB and our AOS Roundtable here is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I started taking Athletic Greens because I just don't have the time to research every single amazing thing that's going to make my body feel great, and I'm sure neither do you. So. What is Athletic Greens? Well, with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all the things. Again, because I don't have the time to do the research and the shopping and the cooking and all the preparations necessary to get the vitamins I need, I love Athletic Greens because I can get it all in one go. It's simple, to the point, and it only costs you less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. It's also lifestyle friendly, whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free. And for every purchase, Athletic Greens donates to organizations helping to get nutritious food to kids in need, including No Kid Hungry here in the US. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one year supply of immune supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash MLB network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, this is the AOS Roundtable here on Locked On MLB. Thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. And just a reminder, to check out Locked On MLB Prospects, host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts, just like this one. So, let's dive into the off season. There was obviously a pretty big uh, thing that happened mid off season that delayed things quite a bit. We'll More leave that, that unnamed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll just you know we'll we'll move past that. We'll ignore that. That's that's uh, that's in the past. That's in the past. That doesn't matter anymore. So brett i'll start with you because the astros quite frankly didn't do a ton this offseason they brought back justin verlander they added hector neris to the bullpen but they lost brooks raley kendall grayman we talked about correa we talked about you know some of these other guys so how are you feeling about the astros and who do you think in the end out of these five teams in the al west won the offseason
2: well i think that as as an astros commentator or even as an astros fan you ultimately have to trust what what the front office is doing because they have a lot more insight than we do. And they apparently were comfortable enough with what they had and what they had in Jeremy Pena to let Carlos Correa walk. Who knows what they did or didn't offer him? Who knows who ghosted who? But I know a lot of Astros fans felt like with leaving 30-something million um, under the first CBT number that, um, maybe they should have done more or could have done more. Our center field is a little suspect right now with Jake Myers on the mend. So there's no way we won the offseason. I think bringing Justin Verlander was a huge return. But I also think that this offseason, I don't I want to say the Rangers won, but I feel like the Rangers and the Mariners both added significant pieces to their teams. For me, it's hard to give a clear cut winner because i think the mariners with adding robbie ray and some other pieces that way probably beat them but with but what the rangers did they immediately made themselves not necessarily a contender but a team that's going to battle more and be in more games this year than they were last year like bryce said you know bad fun but you know i think you'll have a lot to look forward to there in arlington with the guys you added i mean they're consummate professionals they're great at their positions. Um, I'm going to give the upper hand on the Mariners just because the Robbie Ray signing, but the Rangers, you, you, you got to tip their hat, um, you know, to them. I'm interested to hear what uh, Jason Burke has to say later. Cause he had some, some cool pre-show <laughs> comments. I'm, I want to delve in on.
0: All right, Colby, our Ms did a lot, just as Brett said, they added Robbie Ray. They added Jesse Winker, one of the most underrated hitters in all of baseball, Ray, obviously coming off of the Cy Young award. Adam Frazier, all-star last year, Eugenio Suarez, a great bounce-back candidate. We've talked about him a lot and the potential of him bouncing back this uh, during this off season and, and on our show. Um, how do you feel about the Mariners and the Rangers? Obviously, the Rangers spent a billion, kajillion dollars <laughs> this offseason, and that's kind of a rarity in Major League Baseball. So you you give the uh the the advantage to them or to the mariners or who maybe the a's maybe the a's we're selling off <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah okay. there you go uh kind of want
3: to kind of want to bounce around a little bit here uh first of all the mariners off season i thought it was pretty good um yeah it, there are, we've talked about this time i would give it like a solid like b maybe b plus uh, i'm not wild about how much they're relying on uh their young talent like julio and Kelnick and uh, George Kirby, uh, Matt Brash, even yeah, uh, Logan yeah. Gilbert, Cal Raleigh—like you just go down the list. Like all of those guys need to be quality big leaguers for the Mariners to really make a a serious push uh, for the uh, for the division. Um, and they really didn't do much around the fringes. They they definitely added impact. Obviously, you add a Cy Young Award winner, you add two All Stars, and you add a guy who two years ago hit forty nine home runs, Then even last year in a down year hit thirty one. Um, they certainly did quite a bit um, and they had a very impactful off season. If you're asking me which ALS team had the best offseason, like who added the most wins, probably the Rangers who added the most yeah. impactful wins, probably the Mariners. And maybe that's a little, you know, splitting hairs and all that stuff, but adding five wins for the Mariners is much more valuable than adding 15 wins for the Rangers, just because the Mariners are just ahead of the Rangers. Uh, in, in their in their current build. so right. um, I, I I did want to point out I do find it interesting that you know the Angels have arguably the two best players on the planet and two first ballot <laughs> Hall of Famers and not one of us even dare to mention them as a title contender um, and the fact that they brought in Sendergaard is literally a footnote uh, for most of us because I, I think the Rangers, I, I think the the Angels did have a, a nice offseason. I don't think it matters because they're the Angels and. I am contractually obligated to talk smack about the angels. Uh, So yeah, I'm fascinated to see how that team, which added a lot of pitching, a lot of bullpen help mostly uh, and has, you know, arguably the two best players on the planet. I am fascinated to see how they go 78 and 84 again.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The angels have the last time the angels finished above 500. Jerry DePoto
2: was their general manager,
3: but it's all his fault. It's all his fault. Yeah, but but
2: apparently it's all his fault. I I still think if you purchase an Angels jersey with the number twenty seven and just put no pitching instead yeah. of Trout, <laughs> that would that kind of sums up their team. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Jason. All right. Pre-show before we hit record on this, mm-hmm. you said that you have a take that uh, I think some A's fans and definitely baseball fans around the
1: world would find pretty interesting. Go. Okay. <laughs> The question is, who won the off season? And Colby's over here, like, oh, who added the most wins? No, no, no. Who added the most talent? The A's brought in the most talent, so obviously they won the off season. It's easy. They brought in so many players that are maybe good.
0: Quantity, quantity over quality, right?
1: Exactly. They traded for like 1998 Andrew Jones. He's good um <laughs> kevin smith is over here putting up spring numbers like matt Chapman, so there's no drop off whatsoever adam aller could be the next chris bassett so hey are they going to be a good team not necessarily are there that, that's my joke take uh are they going to be a terrible team maybe but there are going to be pieces here where they're going to be building towards that next contender and hey maybe it's going to be two or three years as opposed to you know like the orioles who i don't know when they're ex- expected to start winning games um so It's going to be a rough season, but they brought in a bunch of talent, and I'm excited to see some of these guys. Some of them are close to the major. Some of them aren't, um, and it's going to be a slow burn, but, hey, they got some guys, and I'm excited about that. And um, I'd say that probably the Mariners won the offseason overall. Um, I I think that because I I wrote down reasons. The the Astros are good regardless. They didn't need to do a whole bunch. Uh, The Rangers made a bunch of moves, but they added like older guys who but they're not ready to contend now. So as they're aging and getting worse, then they're gonna be getting their prospects. And so I'm confused by that, but good job. Um and then the Mariners, they they protected themselves really nicely from the regression that I think is going to be coming from last year where they won a lot of close games. They had their good bullpen, bad bullpen situation. Their bullpen was locked down. They had a bunch of clutch hits and you can't really rely on that year to year. So I think that they protected themselves nicely with some of the additions mm-hmm. that they've made. Have they gotten a, t- a whole lot better from where they were probably projected for last season? No, but should they be able to maintain that? I think so. And I think that that's solid. I think that's if they can win 85, 86 games. Hey, that might be enough. We'll see. Uh, and then the Angels are whatever. So that's, uh, that's my take. Bryce, go ahead.
4: <laughs> well... I I respect all of you, but you're all morons. Not a single one of you picked the right They spent half a billion dollars in 2 days, Whoa. and it's not just Whoa. about that. Okay. That is that is the big part of it because going from, you know, 100 losses for the first time since the 1970s. They've only they've only lost 100 games what three times in the 50 years since they have been in Texas, and two of those times were two of the first three seasons. In Texas and one of those was last year but it wasn't just the guys that they added in the middle of the infield and Cole Calhoun is a really solid hitter but some of the things that they did is actually on the coaching staff that I think might have a huge huge impact they added Donnie Ecker who last year was the hitting actually like the last couple of years I think maybe two or three years has been the hitting coach in San Francisco who had the best offense in baseball and had all these guys who were I I considered to be mostly washed mostly out of like out of it, and he just completely revitalized
0: their careers. He Wait, is now the Bryce, Rangers. Bryce, is that the guy whose son started leaking stuff that's, on Twitter? That's the other one I'm getting. Th- that's Tim, Hi- <laughs> okay, that's okay, Tim okay. Hires.
4: Tim Hires is the actual hitting coach who they added from Boston, whose son okay. may or may not have been leaking Rangers news um, before it happened. But Donnie Ecker is now the bench coach slash offensive coordinator. So he is implementing an entirely new offensive philosophy, using a lot, of, lot less Coaches throwing uh pitch throwing batting practice, using a lot more pitching machines. That was really, really effective with San Francisco and helping some of the older guys, helping some other guys, you know, hit against velocity really well. But they also added John Gray and to your point of they added a bunch of older guys. I mean, Marcus Simeon isn't that old. I believe he's uh yeah. 20, 30 He just turned thirty. But the range have a lot of guys on the way. They got Cole Wynn, who is one of the top pitching prospects. Top 100 prospect pretty much all around baseball. He's going to be up at some point this season. He's going to be probably a middle of the rotation guy. Jack Leiter is one of the more advanced draft arms that has been mm. in the draft basically since David Price. He's already starting yeah. in Double A. He didn't pitch at all in the minors last year. And it wouldn't surprise me if he was about majorly ready by the end of the season. I don't think they're going to promote him because there's no need to rush him. But also, I think he's going to be in the big leagues at some point next year, which is kind of insane for a guy to go through that quickly. And he's got real top-of-the-line stuff. I mean, his dad was a 20-year veteran. He's been training for this literally since like he could hold a baseball. But the Rangers have a lot more talent. They have a lot more guys in the middle of the rotation. I think it's going to be a lot more solid than people give it credit for. Dane Dunning, Martin Perez is there to, you know, be there and eat innings and kind of help some of the younger guys like Spencer Howard, who has looked really, really good this spring, was the primary return from the Phillies in the Kyle Gibson trade. But like the Rangers are not going to lose 100 games this year. They're not going to contend uh-huh. with the division, but they are going to be about middle of the pack and going from absolute bottom tier and convincing two of the best, at least four free agents that were on the market this year, to sign with a team that just lost 100 games. If that's not winning the offseason, I don't know what the heck is, and clearly y'all don't either. Hey you know, Bryce, that's, um,
1: yeah, <laughs> I I, I want to say real quick that just because you spent half a billion dollars doesn't mean that you won because gas is six dollars now, and it used to be a lot cheaper. It doesn't mean that it's better gas, Bryce. That's all. Well, <laughs> $6 you know, in California, I think Ugh, I, I think feel
2: you, sorry for y'all. You know, I think you I think you said it oh, great, boy. but my but my question for Jason is how is Scott Haddeberg and David Justice going to do this year? So, uh, oh, they're gonna be so good! I have
1: no idea who's gonna be playing first base. They have got like five guys that are in the mix right now. It's wild. Uh, yeah. DJ, I guess that's Billy McKinney now. I don't, they, they're all over the place. Uh, yeah. I, they were they were playing as we started recording. I think that there are roster announcements coming after that game ends on Sunday. So uh, you're I'm not bringing in Mitch on, on the <laughs> He's still Ooh. a free agent, isn't he? I think he is. I haven't all, seen honestly. him sign with anywhere. Look, you know look, Michael Conforto
2: no, is a free agent, isn't he?
0: Yeah. Look, yes. Jen Lowry is going to hit like 340 for the A's this year, right? So like... he <laughs> Jed oh, Lowry, Tony is. Jen Lowry, Tony, Kemp. Right. Yeah, Andrew, Tony, Tony 30 Kemp run a season. Like 30 I, love, I love Tony Kemp. <laughs> lead the league in, yep. in, in, in batting because, <laughs> of course, yeah. I got to make my pick. yeah I'm going with the angels. No. uh, (laughs) I'm I'm basically like the de facto angels representation here on this show, unfortunately. Uh, So I guess I have to talk about them for a second here. Um... I do Meh. like what they did with the bullpen, getting you know Iglesias back, even though that they paid way too much for Reisal Iglesias. Uh, Eighteen million dollars for a reliever should never happen. That should be illegal. Um, <laughs> uh, but getting Ryan Tapera and um, Aaron Loop and some of those guys, that's that's cool. Uh, but yeah, Syndergaard has thrown an inning in the last two years. I don't know how that's going to translate at all. Um, the Astros, you know, they're still. Really good, even without Correa, with, even without Graveman and, and all these guys. Um, you know, so they didn't really need to do a ton. I like the Hector Naris ad. We'll see what goes on with Verlander. The Rangers spent a lot of money, and that should be applauded. because like I also I said, forgot to mention Mitch Garver. Like, I just completely oh yeah, Mitch, forgot to Mitch, mention Mitch, adding oh, yeah. one of the best hitting catchers <laughs> yeah, in baseball. I was Mitch, like, oh, yeah, your number three hitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That no, also Mitch happened. Mitch Garver? I, Hey, I really like John Gray, you know, not as like a lead piece in the rotation, but yeah. <laughs> you know, hopefully that Texas rotation gets a lot better over the next year or so. Um, Gray should be a nice part of that as a three or four in that rotation. Um, but yeah, um, I, I do like that. I you know, the A's, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason, but the the payroll situation and everything, I'm sorry, man. That I just, I can't, wow. I can't, I can't. At least I they're can't. staying
1: in Oakland. Like, at least, at least. For now. now
0: for <laughs> now.
1: <laughs> Real quick, uh, I, I will say on that front, um, it looks like it might happen, that they might stay, but ooh. we'll see. There's a lot of stuff yeah. to go through, but it's trending positively, just, I know that there's a lot of misinformation out there. It's trending positively, we're still good. very optimistic here in the Bay Area, so that's all.
3: Good. Good. Let's. Good.
0: Let's go. That's good. That's good. Uh, as someone wearing a Seattle Supersonics hat, <laughs> yes. I uh, am definitely not rooting for a team to be uh, taken away from a, from its city. So, uh, I'm gonna go with the Mariners here, though, because I'm biased. I'll just admit it, um, and that's re- that's really the reason why I'm picking them. But no, I, you know, they surprisingly won 90 games last year. Colby and I have talked about whether that's a fluke or not, and, and what have you. Uh, but they they built on that because they weren't a ninety win team heading into this year. But they they built the a roster that at least has a path to getting there, like I said earlier. And um, and that's really all that you could hope for. Yeah, they missed out on some of the big free agents like Trevor Story, like Chris Bryant, etc. But you look at some of the deals that those guys signed, and it's like, okay, you know, I I get it. Those are hey, those are great. Maybe you know, maybe even. All-star caliber players, but they're not stars. They're not for stars. So I, you know, there's a certain cutoff point with, with those guys for me. Uh, But adding Jesse Winker, who I mean, by WRC plus at least was the best hitter that switched hands this off season, even better than the Matt Olson by a couple points, you know, I'm, I'm nitpicking here, but. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> but yeah you know like they uh they 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 added some really nice pieces with ray with Frazier, with winker i think they're in a good spot so let's get into the farm systems now we've already talked a little bit about the the mariners uh you know in their rankings we've talked about the rangers the rangers are in a good spot as well the a's have obviously beefed up their uh their farm quite a bit here how are we feeling about the best farm system in the division. Brett, I'll start with you.
2: Um, I believe it's got to be the Mariners just because of, I mean, obviously evidence. And I know a lot of times these, well, most rankings are done by um, who has the most top 100 prospects, right? Or, and a lot of times those are your big guys that are making the millions, your Rodriguez's, your Franco's, your Bobby Witt Jr.'s, your Jung's, your guys like that. Um, but, the Astros have moved up. They're not last anymore. I th- I put them about 25th, 24th or 25th. Look mm. at how many guys are contributing right now in the major leagues that weren't on anybody's radar that are on this roster. And Charles we've got McCormick. a holes. Yeah, we've got Jake a Myers, whole slew. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, who saw Jose Arquidi? Who saw Luis Garcia? Mm. Um, we've got guys like John Bermudez. We've got guys like Hunter Brown. We've got Corey Lee. We've got – I mean – We've got Pedro Leone. He won't he won't be up this year, but let me tell you, we've got some studs coming. They're under the radar. We're fine with that. The Mariners, I think, clearly have the top. Um, the A's, I know Jason mentioned that y'all added a ton, and there's we're yet to see. I think the Rangers, what the Rangers are doing in Round Rock and what they have in their lower levels, they're they are building a contender. So I I would I would go Mariners, you know, we're not at the bottom anymore, but we're we're a little bit higher. And a lot of it has to do with trades and letting young talent go. And, you know, gosh, I still wish we could have kept um, Teoscar Hernandez. I really like that player.
0: Colby, tell the folks how good the Mariners farm system is. Just, just, gosh.
3: Uh, it's, it's the best <laughs> in baseball. It's not close. Uh, the Mariners are here. The Rangers are somewhere off my computer screen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, in all seriousness, the Mariners farm system is very good. It's, it's going to go down in the ranks next winter. Uh, but A, rankings don't really matter uh, because if you're telling me right now the Astros are 24th, 25th, I'm telling you they're going to develop four, three win pitchers in the next five years, anyways. It doesn't matter. That's what the Astros do. Um, so rankings don't really matter. But the Mariners are going to graduate some guys here. They're going to graduate Julio uh, probably here in the first couple months. They're going to graduate Brash. They're going to graduate Kirby somewhere down the line. Um, yeah. And those guys are all going to graduate. And that's not counting recent graduations like Cal Raleigh and Jared Kelnick. Um, logan gilbert and the farm system still might not be at its best because there is a lot happening in the lower levels felon celestine is going to sign here uh i think next january is the official signing day for that it's it still could kind be of july
0: early. still it could be, could it be september july, like yeah, yeah
3: it, it's kind of all over the place but he's going to sign here uh there's one thing we can count on on Jerry photo the regime to do now it's draft and develop i mean we're talking about guys like Harry Ford, who most people aren't really talking about. Adam Mako is a huge sleeper. The Mariners love Adam Mako, um, so that's a name to watch there. Uh, the Mariners system is is very very good, but I will say Texas is is right there. I think the Mariners system is actually deeper than Texas, so I would disagree with Bryce. Um, I think it's deeper, uh, particularly on the pitching side of things. Uh, I think Texas. I think Texas. You know, I I look at the, those top five guys that they have in, in pipelines top one hundred, and I see. Some good players. I don't see potential stars there, and the Mariners have stars. Have you so. seen Jack Leiter? Oh, don't get me started on Jack Leiter. I love Jack Leiter. I started the lose for Leiter campaign when people were still Fubar <laughs> Kumar. So Fubar uh, Kumar. Yeah, that's, that's, that might be a Mariner only thing, but yeah, um, I, I was on the lose for Leiter train uh, from the jump. So yeah, I, I, I love Jack Leiter. You don't have to sell me on him. Um, but I will say this: you know, it's interesting. Uh, the one thing I know about Oakland in general is that. They're going to develop guys uh, i can count there's two things i can count on the oakland a's to do be cheap and develop their own talent who are going to just crush the mariners for no apparent reason um mm, yeah. so that's going to happen they've obviously improved greatly with all these trades it's a bummer that that's how you have to improve but it is and then you have the angels who are picking their nose in the corner not quite sure what a farm system even is so to me it's the mariners and the rangers are kind of like right there one and two then it's oakland and then it's it's Houston who's going to be better than you think because they always are. And then it's like 50 piles of, of elephant poop. And then it's the, the <laughs> angels. So the angels can't develop at all. You're telling me I'm supposed to be excited about Reed Detmers. Get out of here.
2: <laughs> wow. Get out of here. Wow. From the top right. rope. Colby. Right. Wow. Oh, 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 you've only got, a little, bit of, you've got a little I will cancel You've got a little taste. Wait, hold on. This he said this about the Mariners and then he drugged the entire division. <laughs> with
0: them. See, this is why he's my co-host, right? Like I am I'm, <laughs> I'm Chris Traeger He's been uh, <laughs> Incredible. All right. All right. Jason. How are we feeling I mean, about the A's right now after all these trades? Like, where where do you think they rank now?
1: I mean, at, at this point, I they traded Manaya like six hours ago. And I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It, it happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's where I am. So I, I'm just like, hey, who did they get? Let's move on. Because uh, I've mm-hmm. done this five or six times at this point. So I'm like, yeah, it's whatever. Let's get. And I made this point on my show. uh, a couple of weeks ago when they traded like Matt Olson and stuff and um the thing that the A's have this is not about their farm system necessarily but it kind of is um the thing that the A's do is they give you time to just learn to love the guys that they have on the club just like you know the Mariners are doing this well as well but they don't go out and spend a bunch of money where it's like hey we're gonna go get Garrett Cole and now we're gonna go win a championship you're like hey no we're gonna fall in love with this team and maybe you have a season like 2012 where sorry Bryce uh they didn't win they, they didn't lead the division until the very last day of the season where they beat, they, they swept the Rangers in the final series of the season. And then they lost in the ALDS, but everybody chanted because it was just a magical season. It was wonderful. And those are the kinds of moments that you get as an Oakland A's fan. You, you might not want a championship, but Hey, you're having fun. And maybe one day they will. Um, and so that's, that leads me to the A's, uh, the a's prospects. And uh, I'm intrigued mostly at the, the upper levels right now. And the guys that, we're presuming are going to make the, the major league roster. You got Kevin Smith who came over in the Matt Chapman trade. Uh, he looks interesting. Uh, he's a shortstop by a trade. He's probably going to be playing either third or second or wherever they want to put him. There's a bunch of moving parts right now. Ellis Andre is still under contract. Thanks for that one, Bryce. Um, <laughs> Jill noisy is back. So that's fun. Uh, he might play third or second or there's a lot of moving parts. We're going to find out who plays where, because Tony Kemp also on this team. He plays second base, um, and also other places, uh, I really like Pache a lot. Um, he, his defense has been fantastic. I, it, He's showing signs that his bet can play. Mm. We're, we're going to find out if it can. Because if it does, oh man, that is a superstar in the making right there. Um, I I like him a lot. He's a good time. Adam Aller, I mentioned him already. Um, it seems like he's a gritty guy. He's He strikes me a lot like a Chris Bassett type where he might overpower you a little bit, but he's going to try and outthink you. He's going to try and outwork you. And... He's a very A's pitcher. And then uh, they got another guy, uh, Snead. He's a reliever. He's going to make the roster. He looks good. I, I'm intrigued by him. So those are the main guys up at the Major League level. I think that the the depth of the A's system and where they are, I think that they were ranked 23rd by MLB Pipeline overall, um, is going to be up to Shea Langleyers, uh, who they got in the Matt and trade. He is their number two prospect behind fellow catcher, Tyler Soderstrom. So the A's have two top-tier catchers in their uh, in their prospect rankings. So that's fun. Uh, which means, You know what that hey, says to me, Jason? They're going to trade that, that tells Sean me Murphy.
0: That they should trade Sean Murphy to the Mariners.
1: Yes. I, sure. You guys want to yeah. give us some guys? Because uh, his value <laughs> yeah. is very high. You got four years of control <laughs> of this guy, and he is having an amazing spring right now. And I think that, to your point, how Shea Langoliers performs in the first month or two will determine whether or not he's coming up you know, early this season or later on this season. And when that happens is when they trade Sean Murphy and also get a haul for him and supplement their prospect, their farm system even more. And so that's kind of where I was going with all that. And then uh the other guy, Tyler Sodestrom, their, their actual number one prospect, Uh he's probably not going to be a catcher anymore. So how does he develop with the mm-hmm. bats? And is he going to be playing first base? These are things that I'm keeping an eye out for because uh his bat can play. And I'm intrigued to see where he's going to be playing but uh yeah go a's uh the Mariners have the best system uh, take it away brace
4: <laughs> yeah uh well if you if you take out several guys for the mariners system then the rangers have the best system in all of the al west <laughs> you take Ooh, out julio rodriguez, rodriguez and baseball. matt brash Ooh. and well i mean he's gonna be in the major leagues like now yeah, yeah. and matt brash is he's his level is listed on pipeline as mlb and you know kirby now. Yeah, Kirby's going to yeah, be made the probably rotation. sometime this year. Oh, Kirby made the rotation? No, oh, no, gosh. no, brush did. Oh, did. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, all these guys, like, the Mariners have a really great system. They're a lot of tough guys. But I really disagree with your take that the Rangers system is not as deep. And definitely disagree with it on the pitching side. I have one of my friends who is a scout in the AL East has told me that he was absolutely floored by the amount of depth the Rangers have in their system. But you are right. There's not a whole lot of star guys, but there are, some, there are several at the top of the system. Mm-hmm. It starts with Jack Leiter, who I actually ranked as my number two prospect because of my own homerism, with Josh Young, who I think is the best third-base prospect in baseball. I've watched that kid since he was a freshman at Texas Tech, got some eyes on him then. I also saw Shane Lailiers, uh, while he was a freshman as well, and both those guys went right around the cool. same time. But anyway, Jack Leiter is going to be a future ace of this staff and another guy to keep an eye on. I love Colwyn. He's very, very advanced. He's still only 21 years old. He's only had two actual minor league development seasons because, you know, 2020, he was drafted, I believe, in 2018. But they were doing this dumb thing called D-Load program where a lot of their pitchers just like didn't pitch the first year of their draft. And then shocker, a whole bunch of them had, you know, Tommy John surgery when they started to pitch again. But somebody who, a couple of guys who jumped on to the national, should be on the national prospect guys' consciousness, is one guy who won the best pitcher award in the. Uh, Arizona Fall League, and that is Owen White, who's got absolutely Mm -hmm. disgusting stuff. I can't remember if the Rangers drafted him or if he actually, no, he was uh, a Rangers draft pick. I was confusing him with uh, A.J. Lexi, who was part of the U. Darvish trade. He was a second-round pick back in 2018. Has had some injury issues and uh, was injured a little bit last year, but his stuff is absolutely nasty. And outside of Jack Leiter, it might be the best in the system. He's going to start the season at high A, probably end of season in double A. But another guy who really came on last year, was, uh, and thank you for this, Jason, is Dustin Harris, part of the uh, Mike Miner trade, which how the Rangers got two guys as good as Dustin Harris and uh, Marcus Smith in that trade is absolutely beyond me. But Dustin Harris absolutely crushed it at every single level he played last year. He had an on-base over 400, he slugged over 500. The guy was absolutely mashing in 20 home runs last year. He plays pretty much all the corner positions, first base, third base, left field, right field, which is really good for him because he's going to be in double A. And, you know, the infield is pretty much locked away for the Rangers for the next half decade. You have Nathaniel Lowe at first base and you have probably Josh Young for the next five years at third base, even though he is going to be out for this entire season with a shoulder injury. Probably will be back around, you know, mid-August. But the Rangers depth is excellent they have a lot of guys that are really stinking good at the top of this list Ezekiel Duran who was part of the Joey Gallo trade Josh Smith nearly broke camp with the Rangers big league club this season or this this spring he hit like 420 and an OPS of like I think over 2000 it was absolutely ridiculous came up as a shortstop he's going to play a lot in the outfield because again he spent half a billion dollars on your middle infield so his (laughs) his long term future is probably going to be somewhere in the outfield but that guy also was an Uh, AFL fall star in the fall didn't do as well when the Raiders first Mm -hmm. traded for him, but this guy can absolutely mash. He can't really play shortstop, but other than that, he plays third pretty well. He's going to spend a lot of time learning left field, seeing if he's a center fielder, but that guy can absolutely tear the cover off the baseball. And it is legitimately like 30 players deep. There's at least, I think, 30 guys in this system right now that I could say are going to be big league contributors at some point in the career. And that is a very rare thing to see in a system like this that was so far gone just like two, three years ago.
3: Yeah. I'll say this about why trading guys work. I really like <laughs> Owen White. I, I, I liken him to a poor man, Sam Carlson. Uh, but White would definitely be in the top twenty ish of the Mariner's prospect system, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in, in all seriousness, I do really like Owen wow. I really do.
2: Yeah, he he's gonna is gonna surprise us, Savage I can't wait to see him it's in savagery
3: day. tonight. He's very good.
2: Man, he's um, he, he's talking like someone who's won who's, who's been to five straight AOCS. Sorry. He's talking like One a team World who Series has been show. Soon, in soon. Two he, 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 One team, Colby, Colby, Colby's, <laughs> Colby's a time
0: traveler. Colby's a time traveler. He's been to the year twenty twenty seven. No, uh, you know there he is. Don't, so, don't
1: start uh, time travel now. You know how much I hate
0: oh, time travel. Oh yeah. End game. End game. See, oh, I have well. like I have words that I just say to Colby, and then he starts ranting for like twenty minutes. Colby, Russell Wilson.
3: <laughs> I, can't, I, can't, I can't use those words on this podcast so I'm going to respectfully decline
0: so uh, yeah um, real quick uh, again I guess I have to talk on behalf of the angels it's a dumpster fire
3: uh, <laughs> dear lord uh, if they want to get better
0: if they want to get better they're going to have to trade like Brandon Marsh or Jared Walsh or uh, Joe Adele or someone yeah. like that and it's like you're okay, sure, okay you're Tani. taking away from you're taken away shit. from your uh, your major league roster so uh, yeah whatever uh, the Mariners far- farm system great love it Rangers farm system great love it A's farm system great love it Astro's farm system probably gonna be a lot better than everyone thinks because of
2: course and uh, the angels <laughs> <laughs> but I hear they have pitching prospects. <laughs> oh that's what i'm saying someone's like well they've been drafting pitchers and i'm like yeah they drafted think,
1: 20 pitchers how can they be right, bad right, right?
2: yeah, exactly. yeah how can, exactly. they got, exactly. one has got to stick one it's all that
4: reverse luck from drafting mike trout and getting shohei otai like all right you get these two and that's it that's all you get so look uh,
2: they got mike trout they couldn't all right hit. so fan of the playoffs they couldn't win they got so tiny they can't win i mean what are they going to do to beat them i mean do they get an automatic 10 game push next year you know
1: (laughs) everybody makes the playoffs
2: (laughs) there you go all right guys we're going to be talking about the
0: best in season trade chip in just a moment but real quick a reminder this show is brought to you by bet online BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info Find all of the latest sports developments, including this week's Masters, championships, odds, podcasts, and reviews for all the different leagues this season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. So there's a couple ways that we can attack this because Jason, for you guys, and in maybe yeah. even for Bryce and, and the Rangers... Yeah. Mostly Don't it's going to be the... Don't you dare some, put that on some, me. Some re- <laughs> well, eh, all right. All right. Maybe maybe the Rangers are kind of in a position where the Mariners were about a year ago, where it was like, all right, they might not be competing, but they might add at the deadline anyway. So maybe you can attack it from a, from a buying standpoint. Jason, I assume if you have if the A's have anything left to sell I mean, they still have Frankie Montes for now we'll see if that lasts until the summer but we'll see if it last to the end of the recording Come. of this podcast <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably it, it, yeah. it's an
1: in-season trade chip, right? so we still got a few days, nobody's safe right now <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Jason is Brett. on the trading block, yes
2: Brett, I'll start
0: with you, since, you know we we just said that you know the astros farm system is probably going to be better than than everyone thinks but does the rest of the league feel that way how are the astros going to get better this uh, you know mid-season if they need to
2: it depends on who they can go out and get by the trade deadline relief pitching wise i think relief Mm -hmm. pitching is their biggest hole i don't know why you would go out and get a position player at this point um right now um you know Baez looks shaky and spring training montero we hope it catches. Oh, a we know about him. Rafael
0: Montero, but
2: <laughs> Same. He, But here's here's some guys though that 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 are supposed to pay dividends, but I don't know that they will. Hector Nearies, it's a wait and see. I think he's got potential to be better than both of those guys, mm-hmm. but the Astros will have to if they want a significant upgrade in their bullpen. They're going to have to look at a Colin Barber. Um, I really doubt Corey Lee or Hunter Brown. I think Corey Lee, Hunter Brown, and Pedro Leon are all untouchable. They'll probably have to get rid of a Martinez, who they, I believe who he actually got from Oakland. I think um, Bermudez, some of these other guys, Pete Solomon, that are major league ready. To, you know, a Tyler Ivy who has who has pitched, um, who had an un- unfortunate injury his rookie year. He actually debuted in Arlington, and then shortly after that, he didn't do too well because of an injury. But they've got pieces they can trade away. I don't know what value they have. Um, so, the Astros like community is looking for them to do something relief pitching wise at the at the halfway point. I just don't know who they're going to grab. Are they going to grab someone from Double A? Is it going to be an Alex McKenna? Is it going to be a Great Kessinger? They've got so many guys that really have talent and upside. They're just not ready yet. Corey Jolks, a local kid out of out of um, out of Friendswood High School, town right next to mine. Um, kids a stud athlete. I mean, they've got a plethora of players. Taylor Jones, who's out of Seattle, was was an amazing athlete in high school is just one of those things. So I'm not sure.
0: How are you feeling about the Mariners? What do you what do you think is going to be their biggest trade ship when uh, presumably even if this season kind of falls apart for our marriage, a little Mm -hmm. bit disappointing? I think they're still going to add. Right.
3: Yeah. So So who's that
0: guy that's going to help them get that?
3: Yeah, the Mariners are in a really interesting spot because basically any player that becomes available, um, you know, midseason or right now, the Mariners can afford to go out and get him. It doesn't mean they're going to. It doesn't mean they like the player as much as maybe everybody else does. But like if Jose Ramirez is out there, the Mariners can put together a better package than the Blue Jays. Doesn't mean they want to. I I'd probably not. But so it's a really interesting spot. But who is the like most valuable trade ship to add? It's probably Noel B. Marte. Is there a player who's going to be available that the Mariners would trade Marte for? Maybe Brian Reynolds, but probably not. So it's probably Marte. I really don't think they're going to trade Kirby. I think they like Kirby. They're not going to trade Julio. Um, they might trade Kelnick, uh, but I, I just I don't think they're going to give up on Kelnick quite that soon. So I think it's Noelvi. I think they want. I think they really trust Harry Ford. They love the bat. The exit velo numbers are off the charts. His versatility, his athleticism. He's a sixty grade runner who's a catcher. I mean, he could play shortstop if you needed him to. Um, I, I feel like Noel B. Marte is the biggest trade chip they have. We'll see if Hancock bounces back, Emerson Hancock, um, if he can stay healthy. He would be a nice trade chip as well. Uh, one one guy who I know the the front offices like a ton that maybe isn't getting a lot of hype in prospect uh, circles. Uh, at least you know the the top level of prospect circles. Adam Mako has a lot of admirers around the league. So I'd throw him out there as well. And, you know, just because it's something we heard last year and I'll throw a major leaguer out there because maybe the Mariners do have to trade from their major league roster, kind of like what Houston did last year. And ironically, it is a former Houston Astro. We've heard that there are several front offices who absolutely love Abraham Toro and want to get their hands on him. The Mariners got offers for Toro after they acquired him uh, last year. The Mariners also really like Toro, obviously. So I would just throw him out there as kind of a major leaguer to watch. But I think at the end of the day, if you're looking for who's the best prospect they'll actually move for the right player, it's probably Noel B. Marte. All right. Uh, Brett had to uh, go record another podcast. So
0: it's just the four of us. Now we can uh, talk crap about the Astros. Uh, oh, anyone got terrible. some funny. I'm not uh, like video. that. stopped me. No, yeah. I, I, I <laughs> was, any, was going to say any, that. Anyone I got we some doing funny the, cheating memes? Oh, no. <laughs> I was going to say, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we
4: were saying, I thought we were saying the best trade chip in the division. And I was going to go out on a limb and say Alex Bregman, because, you know, after this year, he starts making $30 million and we know those poor Astros, you know, their pocketbooks <laughs> are really, uh, their purse strings are really tight right now, you know you don't want to pay a guy um well any right, money wristband. unless it's unless Waving it's uh, money unless it's uh <laughs> what's his face like justin verlander name names are yeah. hard but <laughs> only pay the old guys don't pay like the 30 year olds
0: no 27 year old
3: all right jason nah. no thanks
0: frankie contest like we said is he's probably going to be gone by uh, the, the end of this recording, maybe the end of the sentence.
1: Um, <laughs> oh, no, Ooh, well, breaking
0: news. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Frankie Montes to the Mariners, let's go. No one will leave
1: Marte to the Oakland A's. Yeah,
0: yeah uh, that's probably not going to happen, <laughs> considering uh, what I what Colby and I have been told about how the A's feel about Mariners prospects or what they're asking for in division. It uh, doesn't sound uh, like something the Mariners are probably going to want to do. Uh, <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. Uh, but if Montas is gone before the trade deadline, who else do you think some teams might uh, give the A's a call on?
1: I think that Montas is assuredly gone um, probably sooner rather than later, just because uh, he does have an injury history. He doesn't, Throw a lot of innings generally last year was the most that he's ever thrown so you'll want to trade him before he breaks down and he has no trade value so uh, look for that one soon um, Sean Murphy is another big one as I said before uh, Shea Langoliers is now probably the heir apparent they they just reset the, the catcher clock if you look at his, at his catcher clock and not a, you and didn't know, not he just, just come a, up a
4: didn't Murphy like just come up like last year or two years ago yeah,
1: a couple years ago so he's yep. got four years of control, including this one. So, um, yeah, so you just reset it and go with the next wave of A's, guys, and there you go. You got a, you got a bigger window by getting Shea Lingleers, and you get more prospects by trading Sean Murphy. Yay. Um, Ramon Laureano is an interesting one. Um, the Trade Values website says that he's, like, the second most valuable trade prospect that the A's had, um, and that's, like, with Olsen and Chapman and Bassett and the guys that they've already traded. Uh, he was just below Murphy. That was it. Uh, mostly because of years of control uh, i don't know how much they factored the ped suspension into that but hey uh that's going to be the question mark is how does he play how does he look if he's still looking like ramon laureano then he's got value he's got a decent amount of value yeah. he's mm-hmm. probably on the trade block uh and then the other guy uh brett was talking a lot about needing a reliever. they just have one and it's lou trevino he's a player He's good. He's got experience. <laughs> um, so maybe they can get, you know, something for Lou Trevino. Um, is he going to be a closer type guy? No. He's closer for the A's, but it's lack of options more than, like, undeniable mm-hmm. talent. Uh, so he'd be, like, a seventh inning guy probably for a team. But, you know, that holds value to teams like the, the Mariners. could. Prob- uh, you guys are really good, but uh, you guys can you- – depth he's a death well guy they just for, lost for casey sadler
0: for the year they the ken giles is not going to be able to start the year healthy so uh yeah no trevino yep. colby actually mentioned trevino on our last episode yep. of Locked Up mm-hmm. mariners so yeah
1: there you go so trevino for Noel V. Marte. Done yep. deal, and of I love course. it. Um, actually, no, you I, I really Billy like Willy Marte <laughs> a lot. <so.
0: laughs> yeah, <Philly> Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, we'll give you Steven Souza Jr. for
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> tribute. Can we get Steven Souza Jr. on every single major league team by the end of his career? I think we can do it. He's going to to be traded a few more times, but like, I think he's got what it takes. Uh, Bryce, I love it. Yeah, uh, so that's, what are, that's the good times
0: so what about you guys down in texas uh do you think they're gonna add no matter what happens this season or or what have you and and if they are gonna sell a little bit who do you think some teams might call on
4: well the thing is they're in kind of a a weird place because Mm. they're not quite good enough to add but they're not quite bad enough to sell it's like right in that middle zone the last couple of years Mm. the rangers have done and while they've been absolute trash the one thing they've done is been able to add a, you know, kind of bottom ish tier, uh, pitching, starting pitchers and kind of revitalize their careers. Guys that were washed up, they saw one little thing, like, okay, we can tweak that one thing and they'll be great. They've done that three times now. They, and they've made all of them all stars. They did it with Lance Lynn, they did it with, uh, Mike Miner, they did it with uh, who am I forgetting? I, oh my god, I swear names. He was really good no, against the A's. Kyle Gibson. Kyle thank Gibson, thank you. Yeah. And who, was a, who was a deserving all-star this year and kind of fell off in Philly. But they, they didn't really do that this year. Unless they did with, with Martin Perez which I've watched a lot of Martin Perez over the years. I don't know that that's the case. I think he's more of an innings eater. So there's not a whole lot to trade away in terms of veteran guys. I mean you know, if Cole Calhoun does like amazing, they still got another year on his option. He will against year. the Mariners. He probably will. Old, old
0: um, Ginger Popeye, uh, yeah, he loves to body the Mariners on <laughs> on a frequent basis. So
4: <laughs> they've also got Brad Miller, who's going to be platooning in left field, which is kind of a weird thing. If Andy Ibanez absolutely pops off, Ooh. then that's a thought. Mm-hmm. That he's got multiple mm-hmm. years of control. I didn't think he'd ever be a major league starter. I watched him a whole lot in Double A and. You know, he was pleasantly surprising last year, and his defense, he spent a lot of time with Adrian Beltre this spring, and his defense looks, like, actually, like, good at third base, which is not something I ever thought I'd be saying. But as in terms of the farm system, they also have a lot of top guys that, that it doesn't make sense to trade like you're they're not trading Jack Leiter for pretty much anything in the world. They're probably not trading Josh Young now because he's out for the whole year and this would be just a dumb time to sell on him. Same mm-hmm. with Owen White, those are kinda of, and Cole Wynn, like those are kind of their top three guys. Where you start to look at maybe trading guys is maybe you think about Ezekiel Duran. I don't think they want to. I think they really like him and Josh Smith. But Justin Foskew, who is a second base prospect a first pick, uh, first round pick in I believe twenty twenty who just randomly found a whole bunch of power, was pretty much just a, you know, hit for average kind of guy, really good plate approach. Starts swinging and missing a whole lot more, but also hitting a crap ton more bombs than anybody thought possible. He's pretty much just a second base and more likely a left field guy eventually. And so I think he might be the top guy in their system that they move if they do decide to go and get somebody at the deadline, which I don't think they're going to make some big move at the deadline. It kind of depends if they're, you know, they start off hot. I wouldn't be surprised if they made you know a move for a starting pitcher. But there's mm-hmm. a lot of guys that they want to figure out in the rotation this year. It is It does look kind of poor, but they're trying to figure out which of these guys can be a middle of the rotation or just some part of the rotation starter. And this is the year to do it. You're not a whole lot of pressure yeah. to contend. But basically, starting next year, that clock is on because you spend that kind of money on those guys they only have so many great years left in them and so you've got to start winning while they're good and while their contract is an asset as opposed to an albatross
0: all right the angels uh oh, boy what a mess um <laughs> i mean <laughs> they're- they're- is, their top, is their top yeah yeah ex- <laughs> exactly mike trout um <laughs> Yeah, no, they're they're actually in a pretty decent position if things fall off the rails again to sell some guys, center guards on a guard, one-year deal. So that that's probably an attractive piece if he's healthy, if he's pitching fairly well. Um, obviously has some money there though uh, involved, so that's going to create some problems there. Um, you know they got the the guys that they added to the bullpen like Loop, like Tapera. Those those guys could have some value. David Fletcher maybe. Um, hopefully finally goes. Please. Uh, <laughs> he's a he's just an absolute annoyance. The
3: Mariners <laughs> her Otani really well by the way. But David. Justice Fletcher. Sheffield, Justice Sheffield in,
0: in particular. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah I, just,
0: <laughs> I believe Justice Sheffield has Shohei Otani 0 for 10 against him in his career
3: with like it's six strikeouts six, and one walk. Yeah.
0: Him
1: and Taylor Hurts he anybody else in his career? No, <laughs> just Ohtani just. Wow, he wow. has
3: like just, 100
4: innings and he's just only oh, gets it's just on him. He's the,
0: the Otani killer, he's the Ohtani yeah. killer, man. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, I mean, and then if, you know, the Angels are actually by some miracle in a position to compete, um, you know, at the midseason point, they're probably going to have to trade someone like Jared Walsh or Brandon Marsh or Joe Adele to, to get what they need. And that's, I mean, if any of those, those guys are popping off to the point where they're gaining interest to the point where they can actually get something useful for them, I mean, that's going to hurt their major league club as well. So... They're in a really difficult spot here, and I love it. They could trade Justin Um. Upton. Oh, wait. (laughs) Okay, real
1: quick. I want to know what the hell... Why? Okay, here's the Angels. The Angels are wild. They're going to eat this contract, this $28 million contract, but they waited until the end of spring training when they need guys like Adele and Marsh to actually come up and perform what well and be ready to go mm-hmm. but they gave this other guy who they're paying 28 million dollars to go away at bats that could have been used for those guys I'm very confused as to why they waited I I if you're gonna cut them cut them but do it earlier and like try They must and have been looking some for guys to mess bats
4: they must have been looking for trade but like the fact that you couldn't find like anybody like even if you eat like a
0: decent chunk of the money, twenty seven million dollars. It. It's better than eating yeah. all of it and getting
4: nothing. Like <laughs> I mean, yeah. good lord, he wasn't that bad last year.
0: You're telling me the Rockies wouldn't have traded something for like one, $1 million dollars worth like, of Justin Upton? Three
4: top prospects for it, and agreed to pay that salary and send money because the Rockies make also no sense dollars. <laughs> we but we'll take we, his. We'll pay his whole salary.
0: Man, we we've been having so much fun dragging all these AL West teams that we started going into the NLs. <laughs> any, anyone They're have any thoughts strays. on the Diamondbacks or the Padres? Oh man, what a
1: <laughs> joke of a franchise that is! Thanks, Dave Stewart, A's legend. <laughs>
0: all right, well that is going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for tuning in to our AL West Roundtable here on Lockdown On MLB for Brett Chansey, Jason Burke, Bryce Patrick, and Colby Patnode. I'm Ty Dane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. You can follow Brett at H-Town Wheelhouse. You can follow Jason at By Jason B. You can follow Bryce at Bryce Patterick and Colby at CPAT11. That's CPAT11. You can find Locked On Astros, Locked On Rangers, Locked On Mariners, and the Locked On A's podcast on YouTube and on all podcast platforms. And no matter where you're listening, thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, be sure to check back here for more Locked On MLB. We're Paul Francis Sullivan, and please call him Sully. Brings you his unique perspective on the Major Leagues. President Pass. It's free wherever you get your podcasts, just like this one. Have yourself a beautiful baseball day. Go M's. Go baseball. Peace.